Welcome back. This is Yin and Yang, the podcast.、Uh, sorry for the the delay.、Um, we were on vacation and dealing with、uh, depression from the Trump presidency、um, and all those good good things. But、uh, yeah, I was、uh, took a break, a winter break for school and.、Uh, And yeah, we're gonna start put, putting them out more regularly.、Um, yeah, so well, let me see. So one of the episodes we record before, just for transparency to our listeners,、uh, one of the episodes, yeah, we cut it. I mean, for some podcasts, I know that they record a bunch of episodes, and some of them don't make the air and don't make the cut. So unfortunately, one of them that we record before、um, didn't make the cut because one of the、um, our guests.、Uh, Just wasn't happy with,、uh, you know, with、uh, his、um, how he presented himself. So we cut it, and it's a, I think it's a learning experience for me and for us about like, yeah, sometimes we have to, I don't know, just make sure that everyone's comfortable and okay. I th- I thought we were, but then I guess、uh, afterwards, after listening to himself, he just felt like you know what, it it wasn't、um, his.、Uh, he felt that. He could do better, and anyways,、um, maybe we'll revisit that conversation.、Uh, but for now, moving forward, upwards and forwards,、um, got a lot of stuff that I want to talk about. No guests today, but I think、um, I don't know. I've, I've just recently I've had more than enough. I don't know. I've had a good enough life experience this past break. I mean, how, how about you, Daniel? What you been up to? Uh, I have been up to normal stuff, but something did happen last week that was extraordinary. So we can discuss that. But I, I'm more interested in your vacation stuff. Okay. <laughs> Where you went, your trip that that it seemed pretty exciting. I, I was following your Instagram quite a bit. So yeah. So I I did.、Uh, so here's what happened. Like right before.、Um, Right before, so I knew winter break was coming. So winter break for me, because、uh, I'm still in grad school, and winter break for me is、uh, what is that? It's about like a month, and a and some change. So it's a it's a good it's a good amount of time, you know. It's it's like one third of a summer break, you know, and、uh, or yeah. So I was like, you know what, I want to do I do want to travel and. I was debating if I want to go back to Taiwan or if I wanted to stay in the U.S. And I was thinking, you know what? I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna probably stay in the U.S. Because、um, I there. It's interesting because I know more about. I know more about Taiwan than some parts of America. Like to be honest, like, I mean, Dan, have you traveled much of the U.S. or not so much? I have for work, but it's like a different type of travel. You kind of just go see hotels and go see your clients. Right. Yeah. And I, I, I've never been to the South. Have you been to the South? Or 
Again, only on business trips. Business Nothing, trips, yeah. Yeah, no sightseeing involved. So I went on a trip of the south. Um, and to be honest, it's because it's it was because of the part of it is because of the this uh, Trump presidency. It's like, what's going on with the South? You know, what's maybe maybe I'm in the bubble. Maybe they're in the bubble. I was just very curious about. I wanted to get outside outside of my comfort zone. You know, like uh, just to experience, um, you know, a different part of the U.S. I haven't been. I mean, here, I mean, you, you know, being Californians, I think we can be fair. We're fairly comfortable. Although I've, I've I looked at a recent uh, article, there's been an uptick recently of anti-Asian crimes in Los Angeles, which is a shame. Um, but I wanted to also get outside of L.A., outside of California and see what else has been in the U.S. So what, what else is going on in the U.S.? And with the basically the feel to get the pulse of America and also hit up the bars and see how hot the chicks are. So I mean that's part of it as well. Um, and so I started in so I flew from uh, SFO to Austin first. So I was in Austin for two nights. Then um, from Austin I took a uh, I took the Amtrak to Little Rock. So that's like a fourteen hour train ride. And then from there I rented a car to memphis and from memphis to nashville so little rock was two night nights memphis was one night nashville was two nights and then i dropped off the car in nashville took the mega bus the mega bus is a pretty good deal like um i don't know if you've taken that but i took the mega bus from nashville to atlanta it was like really cheap it was like 25 bucks or something like yeah cheap like that and then atlanta i met a friend there she works for like um yeah, she's working like at the CDC over there. And then uh, from Atlanta, I stayed there for two nights. I stayed one night at, at my friend's place, and then I stayed another night at uh, a hostel just for that experience. And then from there, I took a plane to NOLA, to New Orleans. I was in New Orleans for two nights. And uh, <clears throat> from New Orleans, I flew back to San Francisco. And then I hanged with my parents and then... Uh, took uh, my then my brother drove me back down to SoCal, and now I'm back in SoCal uh, for the past week or so. Yeah, that's that sounds like pretty fun. That was it pretty expensive going through all those places. Yeah, so I have like credit card debt right now. But what's cool about my work? Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say where, but I I work for a company that does like uh education reimbursement. Um, so I'm not reimbursing the trip, but I'm reimbursing tuition I've paid in the past for for my education. So like that's that's helping like offset the cost. I'm still in credit card debt right now, but um, yeah, I think uh, you know what's weird is like I don't know stocks are doing okay right now with with the I guess some people are saying Trump's good for business, but stocks are doing okay. So I have some stocks I I might be able to sell off to pay off some of my debt. Yeah. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I I do have there's, um yeah, I mean we can we can go through it yes yeah, city by city a little bit um I mean so have you some key things I guess like so have you been to Austin Dan or just even for business? I haven't been to Austin. It's one of the places I really want to go visit because of the barbecue, and I know that Austin's one of the more liberal cities down in Texas. Yeah, they have this saying like "Keep Austin weird," right? Um, yeah, yeah, and 
I went I went to see the show at Esther Follies. It's kind of pricey. It's like twenty something bucks, and it's like a comedy variety show. It was it's pretty awesome though, and um they they don't hold back with the politics. Basically, I mean there's one skit where like the the governor of Texas comes out and says, "Okay, we're gonna separate Texas. Austin will be this one blue dot in the middle, and and then all the other and Texas is gonna be separated from west, east, north." And it's interesting because even, you know, Texas is a big state. There's a, there's divisions in Texas for sure. Like you go outside of Austin and pretty, uh, it's really red, right? It's very uh, Republican and conservative. But Austin is just a lot of hipsters, um, a lot of, uh, yeah, it's very progressive. Um, yeah, so I got I got this barbecue, Salt Lake bar- uh, barbecue. I, I had a so there's Franklin's in Austin, right? But you have to wait like five hours for that, and I'm like, no, I'm not gonna spend my vacation like freaking waiting for barbecue. So I drove like about twenty, thirty minutes outside the city to Salt Lake, and that place is legit too. Like, uh, so if you ever if you go or if any of our listeners go check that place out, that's really good barbecue. Um, but not to be honest, Dan. Like I got sick of barbecue in the South. Like, <laughs> barbecue and fried chicken. Like that's I had like barbecue once a day, and it was like I could literally I could feel my my heart like screaming at me, you know. And then like well not not scream I'm but like you know f- getting congested and and um, but it's just like that's what the, so there's a I think there's a reason why. I mean, yeah, the South, there's, like, bigger people there in the South. I mean, they're more, I, I would say they're, I saw a little bit more obesity. and, <clears throat> But um, but there's also, like, you know, um, fit people. Like, Austin has a lot of fit people. Um, yeah, uh, what was I going to say? Um, yeah, I saw, like, and this, is, I'm, I'm going to come back to this later, but there's, like, there's, like, this these guys kind of, like, there's this guy with his shirt off in Austin on 6th Street. That's, like, where they're... That's like their party street, right? Bar, and I'm just I'm I'm getting a falafel, and um, there's there's this guy pushing this other guy, and he's like, "Chill out, man, chill out." And I'm like, "What the fuck?" And uh, it's kind of like those situations, like, should I intervene or should I call the cops? Right? It looks like they knew each other and they weren't really fighting; they were just being really aggressive to each other, and because one guy was just like wilding out, like just going kind of like just flailing with his shirt off. So I, I I called the cops and um and eventually the cops just took over. So I'm glad I did that. I I didn't. I mean like, cause we do martial arts, but like for the most part, I I really try avoid physical confrontation as much as possible. I don't know. Do you, have you ever been in a situation where you had to intervene or what what what, what do you do in those kind of situations? Uh, I have never been in that situation. It's one of the the things that. The reasons why I took martial arts was to be able to defend myself and be better equipped for those types of conflicts. But ever since I took martial arts, I have never really been in, in any sort of situation where I had to use it, except for one time. But it, it was in college, and I didn't do anything because it was in front. Of, it was at a house party, and, and one of the kung fu students was there, and I, I didn't want to set a good example of not getting into situations that I could avoid. Right, but yeah. Nothing like you. Nothing, or <laughs> not, like, not like you get into lots of fights, but nothing like it, what you, what what happened in Austin for you. 
Nah, it it wasn't a big deal. It's just like I saw I it wasn't even they didn't even see me. I I was just like I saw the situation and I was like, "Oh." And there's it's funny some ladies like, "Hey, so so we should do, you know, hey, did you call the cops?" I'm like, "I don't even know these guys, but yeah, I guess I could call the cops." Um, yeah. Um yeah, so no, the south was cool. I, and then from there, I took a I took this train ride to Little Rock and um so there's one thing like there's there's it seems like my I I'm when I'm traveling I have this like this this weird brain shift like um because I am a single man I'm also kind of looking for you know single ladies in the you know as I'm traveling and there was like one the cute cute chick on um on the Amtrak I'm like whoa you know and she seemed like and uh and you know I I I was thinking about I was actually thinking about how you had like no fear right when you're approaching uh, ladies in the Bay Area and stuff, and I started implementing that. I don't know. As a traveler, I felt like more emboldened, maybe, um, just because I knew, like, yeah, just have fun, right? Yeah. So yeah, so I t- I talked to her, and she was cool, and I got her Facebook, but we we didn't really do anything on the train. Um, but uh, she said, hey, if you're ever in Austin, because she was she actually's from Chicago, no, Illinois area. But she moved to Austin because yeah, she she wanted to get out of that small town stuff. And then, but yeah, so one thing I, I met up with one of my friends um, in Nola, and one thing that he said as we were like trying to hit up the bars and trying to get ladies is that um, I don't know. It seems like we have more fun when like the goal is not to get laid, but like that would be great, right? But it's more just having like human connection, right? So I, right. that's yeah, and I, that was something that's cool. That that's something I really sought out. So in Little Rock, I met we um, I met two ladies at the bar, um, and it was really like so I met so I met a, a guy from Perth, a uh, Sri Lankan guy from Perth, um, and uh, at the hostel, and uh, we we know. I had a, I had a, a rent a car. We checked out the Clinton Museum. We checked out Hot Springs, and then uh, at the we went to a bar that later that night, and we see these two two ladies, and we're I'm like okay, uh, I'm gonna go talk to them. He's like, uh, he's like younger and he's very inexperienced. He's like, oh no, what are you gonna say? What are you gonna say? I'm like, I don't know. Fuck, I'm just gonna say hi. And I went up and said hi, and like, the initial reaction of these women is is really priceless. They're like. Their their eyes looked at me and like who the fuck is this guy? And they're ob- they're white too. And I'm like, my friend and I are the only people of color in the bar. I'm trying to think. Yeah, pretty much we're the only people of color <laughs> in the bar. And I'm just worried that we might you know I don't know if if this is is if I'm breaking etiquette or something in in Arkansas. But um, uh, but uh, I said oh hey um, and they said they give me the what the fuck look. And then I'm like, are you? ladies from this area they're like yeah why i'm like oh you know my friend and i were traveling and you know just uh wanted we we really like little rock so far i was just wondering if you guys have any recommendations and then they like totally like brightened up you know and these and luckily they were nice people you know and and then we just we spent the next like four hours hanging out and we went to a piano bar and like freaking uh drank and it was cool and uh we didn't you know we didn't get laid i got her i got numbers whatever but didn't get laid i mean that maybe if i pushed for it, i might have but i guess it's not a big deal really because they were just like 
I, I got more of the friend feel from them, you know? One of them right. was kind of standoffish, but one of them was more like really, like really cool, like talking to us and like, oh, really curious about our backgrounds. And and they, they made the same thing. And this is a, a pattern from all these cities that I went to. It was like major cities seem fairly blue, right? I mean, but once you move yeah. outside of the, the major cities, it's just like, so I was in, in Little Rock, um, I, I was going to go to the mountains, go hiking, and I stopped in this place called Ozark, Arkansas. It was a gas station, and I remember I got out to get I got gas, and you know all these there's all um you know there's there's I'm the only person of uh of color in the area, and there's you know they're kind of like they're all white people, but they're like maybe uh middle uh, lower middle class because they're i i think because they're wearing like i don't know i don't know i can't say for sure but the by the way they dress they seem a little bit more um farming like or hillbilly like i guess but they might be rich maybe they just dress that way and they're rich but anyways they seemed more of the stereotypical um you know lower middle class and i went to get some water and i could feel like the cashier guy maybe in his uh 40s 50s maybe 50s i'd say older white gentleman um he's kind of keeping his eye on me for some reason i could kind of sense it you know and when i go yeah. up to him and buy water and i'm say hey i'm looking to go hiking in this area you know very friendly to him and he's like no i don't think there's hike i said oh there's no hiking in this area he's like nope i'm like okay <laughs> and then i get my water and he's like, you want your receipt? I'm like, okay. And that's it. And that's just, it's, it's not really what's said. It's more like that, that uncomfortable feeling, you know, like, I don't know. It's, it's, I felt, I felt uncomfortable. Um, so I, so, okay. A few, a quick, some quick stories. Uh, so there's this one, so did you do you go hiking much with your family or with the kids with uh, or we did we did um, we we hiked before we had kids me and my wife but since we had kids we haven't done that yet. Where do you usually go hiking at? Is it like in SoCal or I mean I guess San yeah. Diego has some good spots. Yeah, we haven't hiked in San Diego at all. But in LA we're we're in like the San Gabriel Mountains. The oh, foothills. okay. And it's all during the daytime or so. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm kind of dumb. I went. I went to um, the Ozark Mountains. I was like, I you know, because I saw the movie Winter's Bone. I'm like, all right, I'm gonna check out the Ozark Mountains. You know. So yeah. I it, I I didn't plan it well because it it takes like, so there's this place called Hawksbill Crag or Whittake. It's also known as Whittaker Point. That's at um in uh in the Ozark Mountains and it takes like freaking an hour like from the mouth of the Ozark National Park to that spot is like an hour at least. So by the time, I didn't really plan it that well. So I, by the time I got to the spot to park, like I, first of all, I missed the dirt road that goes to the parking lot for that, that hiking spot. But eventually I got to that hiking spot and then I got off um, and then I went to, and then we started hiking. It's only at 1.5 miles there Basically, it's a rock outcropping over a cliff. A lot of people, it's like a famous picture. I'll show you the picture later, but like, um, and then from there, uh, people take photos and stuff, and then 1.5 miles back. 
so I got there around what time I get there it was pretty crazy I got there super late I got there like um fourth so I, I started I parked around 4 30 or so oh wait maybe even five I think I got there parked at five o'clock so basically the sun's setting um and I hiked there and there's some so uh, there's some people who hiked there. They're walking back. So I felt comfortable like, oh, okay, there's people in the area. Because on the drive there, it was really kind of, it's kind of scary. Like you're driving through the Ozark Mountains and like there's these towns and they're like single houses. And you don't see people anywhere. I saw like two guys drive, like I saw two guys, they were fixing a fence. And they kind of stared at me as, as I drive by. But like the Ozark Mountains, it's, it's kind of desolate. Um like you see all these like single houses as and these these single houses are like a town you know and then you don't see any people and you're just like wow okay so i finally saw some people hiking so it made me feel comfortable but basically long story short i i reached the spot and i was i was taking pictures this group passed by like they said hey you okay and the sun's setting set by now and i'm like yeah i should be fine it was only like a, a mile and a half hike back right so right it's not too bad. I mean, I'm sure you've hiked much longer than that, or yeah. Um, but so hiking back, the sun it was dark, and um, I was so I was kind of arrogant. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna explore the forest a little bit more. Like go down the trail a little bit further just to see what happens. So I go down the trail a little bit further, but it was getting way too dark. I'm like, you know, forget it. So I I backtrack back to the um, the Whittaker point, and then from there I go hiking back to the car and then i'm hiking back to the car i'm by this time i have to use my phone my phone flashlight because because <laughs> it's so freaking dark and um well, like it, and uh, i start like okay it should be fine it's only just just follow the path follow the path right so i start following the path and then um then like i notice the ground is getting a little bit more leafy right I'm like, right. okay, that's strange. And then I'm hiking. I hiked for about 10 more minutes and I'm like, I hit this sign. It's like, uh, private property, keep out. I'm like, oh shit. I've never seen the sign before. Um, and I don't want to get shot. So, uh, and by this time, I'm, I'm, I'm for sure the only one out there right now. Cause that last group passed, they were the only car I saw. I mean, like the, their car, yeah. So I'm alone basically in the forest. Yeah, <laughs> sounds so, like a horror film. No, when I saw that sign, I kind of freaked out, and um, so I back. So I was like, "Keep calm, keep calm." So I backtrack a little bit, uh, then where like the ground was not leafy, so it was yeah. more like a path, and I kept trying to find where I made the mistake, right? And I see yeah. this hill, and I don't think too much of it. I'm like, no, it can't be that hill. It seems a little bit, I don't, it's a little bit steep. Um, and then I backtrack a little bit. So I backtrack a couple times, and about two more times, and then I try to go forward again, and I keep hitting this sign. And it's basically because it's leafy. It's a riverbed. It's a dried up riverbed, and because there's leaves on the ground. I know it's not really it's not the path because usually the path has less leaves because people have been walking on it right and yeah so okay so the by the third time I saw see that sign I'm kind of literally freaking out 
So I, I, um, it's interesting. I, th- I think, okay, I think back to like breathing exercises, right? So like my standing meditation. So I stop, I start breathing and I think to myself, okay, stay calm. Um, what I have water in my backpack. I have, I have, uh, I have food in my bag. If I really, really have to, I can sleep in the woods tonight and I would be okay because I have enough water and food to last me until tomorrow morning, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, what I'm not cool about is I hear this rustling and I, it's like a, sounds like a small animal. And I think to myself, okay, I know, I know, I know Kung Fu, I know karate. If it's a person, maybe, you know, maybe they can help me. If it's an animal, maybe I can punch them in the nose, but um I I think I'm okay. I think I'm okay. And then after I think I think that I push out the idea about animals or whatever and I just focus on trying to get back to the car. So there's like um there's like a really bright star or moon or something that night. Oh there's a really bright moon and the moon's behind me and the cliff is supposed to be to the left of me as I'm walking back to the car. So if if yeah. the if the cliff is to the right of me, that means I'm going backwards. Yeah. Right. So and then the cliff and the cliff and the star or a planet or whatever is supposed to be to the left of me. So I kind of use that to guide me, and they they also like kind of keep me company because I'm getting kind of freaked out. And also, luckily, I have like an external battery pack in my in my pocket, so I plug that to my phone, and um, yeah. Uh, so from there. Basically, what I did is I backtracked all the way back to Whittaker Point from scratch, from from a place I knew for sure where I, I, got, I walked to. Then I walked back again, and then when I hit the sign again that says keep out, I backtracked slower this time, and I, I make markings, like I put rocks on like these little tree stumps. And right. I noticed on one of the trees, there's this, this orange triangle. I'm like, okay, someone put this orange triangle here. That means I'm on the path. And then I, I look at that hill that I disregarded before. I'm like, no way. Is it? Is that maybe? Maybe I have to go up that hill. So I go up this hill, and it's it's not too bad of a struggle. But I'm like, I'm kind of second guessing myself. Like, I, am I sure? But I go up this hill, and guess what? I find the path back. <laughs> it's like I was like, oh, I go up this hill, and then I look at the ground. And there's like no leaves on the ground. I'm like, holy shit. I should I could have hit this hill like way like an hour. So I spent like, um, so I got I got to the point around five thirty. Uh, I didn't get back to the car until about seven thirty. I was lost for about two hours. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Not good. Yeah, not good. Um, so when I got and I I kept having these visions like, oh, is that the car? Is that the car? Like I kept think because my the car I rented was white. I kept thinking, seeing, oh, is that the white car? And I'm like, oh no, it's not. I had this mirages and then, and then, um, you know, small panic attacks trying to get back to the car. But eventually I got to the car and I I kissed, I fucking kissed the the steering wheel. (laughs) Yeah. And luckily I I had, I had some, um, Popeye's chicken. I, oh, church's chicken in the, in the car that I had left over. I ate that because I was, I burned a lot of calories by then. Um, oh yeah. One good thing is that I made sure to drink water, even though I didn't feel thirsty, I made sure to drink sips of water because I think, I don't know. I read somewhere that it when you're in shock or you're um, you're um, agitated, sometimes you forget to drink water and you get dehydrated. 
right? Oh. So I made sure to drink water. Even though I didn't feel thirsty, I knew because I was sweating a lot, you know, just from fear right. from fear and from um, from uh, whatever. And I, was re- I just remember thinking to myself, if I get myself out of this, I deserve get a big meal, maybe get a get a lady friend, you know, <laughs> like I deserve to like, I don't know, go go have fun or something. And I don't know, that's, that's like a pretty special experience now that I have in my pocket. Um, like the only similar experience I had was like when I went to Australia one time and I almost drowned trying to climb, like swim across a lake. And uh, I don't know, something about those experiences, I uh, just... Uh, I don't know. It makes me feel like I don't know. It's just I, 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 it makes priorities seem better. You know, it's like I don't sweat the small stuff so much. I guess I don't know. I mean, have you ever had like a life-threatening or life, you know, uh, a fear-inducing experience like that, Dan? Or nothing like yours, where it's like prolonged. The closest I've ever come was surfing in waves that I should not have been surfing in and wiping out and being held under for longer than I expected. Right. And those are short compared to hours of just the anticipation and, and the fear that where your mind is playing tricks on you. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. the, the ocean scares me too, though. I mean, yeah. But that's quick. I mean, you <laughs> pop up and you're like, okay, I'm all, I'm alive. But nothing like, holy crap, I'm lost in the woods in some place I shouldn't be. Right. So. I mean, have you ever you ever had the fear of drowning? Do you have a fear of drowning at all or no? Or you're a pretty I good mean, swimmer? I, I I haven't had that fear except for that one time where I wiped out twice and, and within a matter of five minutes. And after the second time I wiped out and being held under for a lot longer than I expected, I just decided to go home because it wasn't going to be my day. Oh, wow. Huh. It was, this was in 2005 and the waves were 15 feet or 20 feet. Yeah. And I was, uh, that was just way past my skill level and I, I shouldn't have been out there, but I was younger and stupid. Well, that's, that's, that's how you learn, right? When you're young and stupid. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, again, I haven't had experiences where I've been lost in the woods in the dark. It's kind of crazy. It's kind of, and, to be honest, it, it, I shouldn't think I shouldn't be too proud of saying because it's also bad planning on my part, you know. Like, and I noticed that's something I need to work on is like I need to be better at um. Yeah, I mean, luckily I had water and and uh, food in my backpack, um, so I prepare that. But like getting to the spot, so I mean, yeah, I mean, there's I, I learned some things from that, so it was fu- it was good, it was fun, it was very formative experience, yeah. Um, yeah, I guess, uh, I mean, and during, during my trip to the South, what I did was I stopped by some like little rock. There was the, um, have you heard of the little rock nine? They're like the nine kids that went to the segregated school, like the first yeah. nine. Yeah. Yeah. So I went to that high school, um, in Memphis, I visited the, um, Lorraine hotel where, uh, M- uh Martin Luther King, Dr. Martin Luther King was assassinated. And yeah, I saw then, those pictures. Yeah, yeah, and then in and then Atlanta, it was crazy. I didn't even plan it, but in Atlanta, I was there on the day on Martin Luther King's birthday, and uh, there's tons of people. 
I don't know. And and I went to the museum and I just the um, just going to those uh spots. I just so do you know Fred Korematsu? No. He's uh he sued the US government for interning his family cuz he's Japanese American. Um and uh he sued the US government rightfully so for the Japanese internment. And I think he's one of the he was the, one of the lead um uh, uh, p- uh, figures in getting reparations to Japanese Americans uh, because of the internments, and he was listed in in the Little Rock Museum um, uh, as one of like a, a say they said they talked about how civil rights should be for all, and they di- they show different races of people who will work towards um, civil rights, and I saw that I, I just I I know I started crying actually. Um, I don't know why, cause like I think we're kind of lucky. Like we haven't come across too much overt racism, right? But yeah. there's a reason for that, you know. I mean, there's a lot of people before us that kind of paved the way. Blacks, uh, Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, Fred Korematsu, um, Grace Lee Boggs, you know. Um, and I just I don't know. I felt more act like. On this trip, of course, I was kind of like, I'm trying to get women too, but on the, also on the other side, I was like, uh, I, I didn't plan it, but it's it was kind of formative in like giving me the history of the civil rights movement because it's so crazy. The South is crazy. It's like you have the Martin Luther King, you know, memorial, right? Yeah. And then, you know, not too far away, there's like a Confederate, you know, you, you you know there's a confederate soldier statue or whatever you know i mean right. they're, they're they're not close but they're like in the south there's like freaking there's there's they commemorate uh there's like graveyards for confederate soldiers and monuments for them and then you also have civil rights museums and i'm just like wow this is the south is kind of it's interesting you know um atlanta tons of asia oh side note tons of asians in atlanta where i went it was kind of was, Chinese, um, so I went to so my friend that works in Atlanta. She is from the Bay Area originally, but she she met a local guy. His family's from Taiwan, and uh, she married him. And uh, and I met some other Taiwanese Southerners there. And then like there's this Taiwanese uh, American girl there at the at one, the party that I went to for for my friend, and uh, she spoke with a Southern accent. And I said, "Hey, that's cool. You have a southern accent." And she's like, "Oh, really?" Like she was surp- she <laughs> Yeah, she she's like, "Huh, okay." And she's like, and I'm like, "Oh, you no one's ever said that to you?" She's like, "Well, I don't know. Some people might say a southern accent is, you know, more it could be an, a bad thing." I'm like, "What? No. No." Um I I mean, I I understand that cuz it's kind of like linked with hillbilliness or whatever but it's just an accent right so yeah yeah and uh so that was interesting because she was she's from the south born and raised in the south and then um what else but she went back to taiwan to learn to learn mandarin kind of similar to what i did and i think that's interesting i think there's a lot of asian americans that who grow up in america from different parts of america but they also go back to their their parents' country just to reconnect with their culture. Yeah. So um 
it's interesting to see that trend there as well. Uh, um, yeah. And so Atlanta, yeah. So Atlanta's just Chinese. There's some Vietnamese American, yeah, uh, Americans. And I know, yeah, th there should be, whenever you see Asians or Asian Americans, like they're all, they all have like a California accent because there are, or New York or because they're all like, it's tons of Asians in those areas, but there's Asians in the South too. And it was cool to meet some of those Asians. Yeah. Yeah. I remember meeting it. One of my mother's stepsisters back in the day, she was from North Carolina. She spoke with a Southern accent with some Taiwanese accent too. It was <laughs> very interesting because she's not from North Carolina. She married somebody out there. Yeah. And when she was talking, she just spoke with this thick, it was pretty thick Southern accent, but it was still not like a perfect Southern accent. Right. It still had a Chinese influence in it interesting that's interesting yeah i think it's pretty cool i mean accents are cool uh, I, I have no um and uh I, I was at the clinton museum and like one of the people working there was like this very attractive um i could not figure out what race she was she she looked like she might have been part asian part part white or she could have just been native american maybe i don't know but i started chatting her up before t the tour and said oh hey do you work here and like, i'm traveling and it was really interesting. I she I said um, she asked me why I was traveling, and I was like, oh, I mean, I don't know. Just with this recent election, I kind of want to see what the South's about. And she's like, oh, to get perspective. I was like, yeah, exactly, to get some perspective. That that was that was it. Um, yeah, if I ever go back to Little Rock, I'm gonna hit up the clinic. I'm gonna see what where she's what she's up to. She was like, and she spoke with this thick Southern accent. And she's very attractive, and I don't know that just that, those things combined made her even more attractive. But this again, this is me fetishizing, so that might be a little bit weird. But I don't know. I <laughs> digged it. She was cool. Um, let me. I guess let me finish my trip. Uh, where did I end up? Okay, we Atlanta. ended. Yeah. So, so uh, Memphis. I checked out Elm, Elmwood um, Cemetery. That was cool. Oh, I met like a, a lady, a girl from Perth. We we. Uh, um, no action there. We just became friends, Snapchat friends. So she was really cool. Um, uh, and then we went to Nashville, Nashville. Like all I did was just kind of like go out and drink and, um, get some barbecue. Um, yeah. Oh, I, I went, I went to a boxing gym and cause I was just feeling so like, you know, uh, sluggish from eating meat. Um, so I went to, uh, Nashville and I, I, I took like a free class at like a title boxing gym. So that was cool. And, uh, okay, we might have to do a segue, but, uh, I, I don't know. Uh, I was talking to the guy about punching, right? Yeah. And, um, so let me ask you this. This is our martial arts segue, martial arts minute. Um, when you punch, does the hip rotate first? So let's, or do you, is it one single rotation? Like as you turn, let's say you're throwing a left hook. As you throw a left hook, is your body, is the punch and the hip one motion? Or does the hip kind of lead and then the punch follows? Like what what do you do? I do more of the second, but uh, I've been trying to change things so everything goes together. Interesting. Okay. And is there a reason for why you do that? or? Well, there's a... There's, 
the knockout punch for Choi Futs called So uh, Choi, which oh. is a roundhouse punch. And I it took a long time to get that thing right. And I realized that I used to lead with the shoulders and have the arm hand swing afterward. Okay. But if it didn't look right, it didn't feel right. And then so I started making it so that everything moved at the same time, you know, where the power is generated from the hips. And then so I'm thinking about the the straight punch. I used to like have the hip lead really um, much further or much sooner than the fist coming out. Yeah. But in thinking about it, it like telegraphs so much. So oh, the hip, to, like, yeah, yeah, like the hip is the telegraph, right? I guess, yeah. Yeah. So in, in order to avoid telegraphing like that, I kind of want everything to start moving at the same time. Even if it's just moving the arms just a little bit sooner than um, the hip, I know the hip will catch up hmm. if, if you get it. So everything will land at the same time. Kind of like when you pivot, when you punch, Yeah. you kind of start... You want to move everything so everything lands right when you're making connection with this, the target. The foot is in place, the hip is in place, the shoulder is in place. Everything's in place at the same time. Cause, but yeah, so I was talking to that the the boxer guy who was teaching class. Uh, it was like some aerobics class, and I asked him about that, and he said, "Does he say something similar like uh, everything should move at the same time? Because if it's not, it's unlocked." It's unstable. So like if the hip goes first, because then that's kind of like swivel. He calls it like a swivel punch, right? Hip swivels first and then the the arms follow. But he says like if that happens, it's not locked and like uh, the force is not as strong. But this it's funny because I'm being taught by my my baji teacher. My baji teacher, the hip should go first because and then like the because if you lead with the fist or whatever, then it's the engine is not behind the punch, right? But yeah. And like whereas if you have the hip lead first, it's kind of like this like this like whip, you know, like you know. Whip. Yes. Now but then like you're right, it telegraphs a bit too. But also I wonder if it's as solid. So I'm kind of experimenting with that right now. It's like I'm I'm trying to work on hip leading first, but uh, yeah, you. There might be something to just having everything move at the same time as well. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna play around with it, see what it feels like. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's always an evolving thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get back to you. Yeah, see, but but for you, it seems like you're focusing on everything moving at the same time. Yeah, because you wanted everything to just land right at the same time. It's more about not moving at the same time, but everything landing right then. I used to think and do exactly what your baji teacher said was to have everything generated from the hips. Yeah, yeah. But I think what you want to do is get to the point where the, the the timing is that everything might still lead from the hips. Yeah. But it's it becomes such a small movement or a small difference that you can't tell. Mm, it's like like a split second of the hip leading maybe right yeah yeah because you want to make everything smaller and smaller as you get as you refine everything i i I go back to one of our blocks if you just do a standard inward block you go across the body and just block yeah we teach our students really big motions Hmm. but 
as you get better and, and more refined, you, you learn how to use the body behind it and, and the twisting of the motions and everything like that, where you just, all you need is that little twist of the forearm and your body's behind it. Because I, I know that the stories that uh, were told to us about my grandmaster is that he can break a board just by twisting his arm and just breaking it with uh, his forearm. And it's just a twist, and that's all it's required. Hmm. But you know, it, it he has to have his body behind it because his, he's just practicing his body to be behind everything. So I, I think of it in that in that in those terms, where everything just becomes smaller and smaller and more compact, but you're still using your whole body. Hmm. And the I guess the important the the the, the important thing is that. The body's behind it, and everything lands at the same time. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. Oh, that's good. Food. I'm. I'm gonna think about that. I'm gonna try and incorporate that. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Where? Okay. Nashville. So I did a little boxing in Nashville. Um. And then at night, I try. You know, hit up the bars. Um. Yeah. It's like a huge bar, live music scene there. Um. No luck. Uh. I did had an interesting conversation with like some lady from Kentucky and uh but uh, it was it was kind of on the similar nose like yeah a lot of people go to the bigger cities because they try to get away from like the really red states or the red you know really conservative elements and I met this Asian guy too I mean it's crazy I met this Asian guy from uh his family's from Hong Kong he's like the bouncer at the bar in Nashville I said like hey man I need to get a picture with you. <laughs> and he, <laughs> yeah, I saw that one too. Yeah, yeah. Was... He, he looks like my cousin. Yeah, and and uh, he was cool about it. And I talked to him. He's like, yeah, there's there's families. There's not that big, but there's families. And he has he he has a slight uh, southern accent. Is is kind of small. Uh, it wasn't too um, crazy, but um, so I went to Atlanta. Atlanta, I saw um, the the memorial for Martin Luther King. I saw his birth home. And um, that was cool. It, again, like if it, it made me feel like connected to like, okay, this is this is part of where civil rights was born too, you know. Right. Now, yeah, and then um, uh, and it, it was it's kind of weird, and I'll talk about this briefly. But I I, I was trying to find a, a bar on Sunday night, and uh, um, I I went to this. There's this bar that's open. I found on Yelp. I walk I walked to this bar. And this guy pats me down to make sure I don't have any weapons. So that's, hmm, that's kind of like flag number one. I'm like, okay, what kind of bar is this? <laughs> right. And he's a black dude. And I go inside and everyone in the bar, everyone is black except me. And this, <laughs> everyone's black except me and this one Latina chick who's like tearing up the dance floor by herself. Like, I don't, yeah. I think she's there by herself because I don't see, yeah, I don't know. She's just there and just dancing, which, which, it was cool, yeah. <coughs> so I go into this bar and yeah, I get some eyes, and I hang out and I like I quickly make myself in the corner, put myself in the corner, and there's like this you know kind of like you know attractive black woman at the bar, um, but I I don't do anything because I just feel I don't know, and this is <laughs> this is just me, and I I talked to my friend I I was thinking about it afterwards. And it's like, okay, if the bar was all white, like that bar in Little Rock, right? Would I be yeah. as uncomfortable? 
to be fair, I mean, that place was crowded with, you know, if it was crowded and all white people, maybe. The the bar in Little Rock wasn't as crowded. It was all white, but it wasn't as crowded, and I didn't feel as many prying eyes, maybe. Yeah. So, but, you know, if it was all white, I would say if it was all white and crowded like that place, yeah, maybe I'd be uncomfortable. But I did feel uncomfortable in that bar, to be honest. And maybe that's just me and my conditioning you know i don't know because what if what what if yeah what if i just talk to that lady and say hey what's up and you know why is it that i feel uncomfortable in this all black bar maybe maybe is maybe from the some of the looks maybe like but they're they're just looking at me and they they look away that's after after i came into the bar then they start doing their own thing they didn't pay pay attention to me right um yeah uh, so I went outside to the back porch area, and then I saw these two two ladies, um, who are also black. And then I say, "Hey, how's it going tonight?" They're like, "Oh, okay." And they're like, kind of standoffish to me. I'm like, I'm like, for some this is this is kind of fucked up. Like for on my part, I'm like, yeah, well, I was trying to find a bar, and this is the only one that was open. And she's like, "Oh, yeah." And then I th- and I'm like, oh fuck, I shouldn't have said that, because <laughs> it kind of seems like I'm only there because it's the only bar that's open, right? Yeah. Um, and so I just bounce, but that was that was an interesting race, race racist experience that I, I me being kind of on the racial side, but yeah. Um, okay, from Atlanta, I, I go to New Orleans, and I I would have to say, hey, you've been to New Orleans for work or Louisiana or no? No, not at all. That's one of the places I, I really want to go to. I, I've been talking about it with my wife because we went someplace stupid. Well, not stupid, but stupid for us because we just went to like uh, some islands for a baby moon instead of a honeymoon. We, we, we got pregnant really quick. Yeah, yeah. But instead of going to someplace where we could experience food and culture, we went to an island and there wasn't much to do except, you know, just hang out. Which was kind of cool, but it wasn't either of our things. Ah. Uh, so we said we should have gone to New Orleans. <laughs> New Orleans is pretty dope. Like, you go there, and first of all, it's the weather's completely different from all the other states that I've mentioned. All the cities I've mentioned. It's, like, humid. Like, you can walk out with a t-shirt in winter. It's, like, crazy, right? Yeah. It kind of made me think of Taiwan a little bit. And then you go out to the... The street, the Mississippi, like you can see the Mississippi, it's huge. <clears throat> and then on top of that, there's the um, there's the uh, the Bourbon Street area or the French Quarter, and it's yeah. like they basically it's like they 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 cut out this part of Europe. It's it's like it's not even Europe. It's more like Europe with American colonialism mixed architecture, and like it's pretty trippy. Um, so uh, we uh, we went to there, and I met a friend there uh, from from the Bay Area. So I, I planned my trip so that my friend and I could end up in New Orleans around the same time. And um, it was pretty dope. Like uh, so, French Quarter. Like we we went out, hit the hit up the bars that night. Um, it's cool. We met some people. Uh, let me see. Nothing. Yeah, I'm trying to think what well I focus. Okay, so here's uh, 
Okay, this is a technique I've never tried before, but it's kind of strange what we did. So we went out to the bar. Oh, okay, on top, before I get into the uh, picking up girls part, I guess there's also like a swamps nearby, not too far away. You can take okay. like a swamp tour. And oh, cool. that's kind of cool. Yeah, you can take a swamp tour. You, you pay 29, it's 29 bucks if you have your own car to get to the spot. Or you do, um, it's it's like 59 bucks if you have to get transportation. And um, and we went to uh, this uh, tour spot and um, you get onto this like boat and they, they drive you pretty fast along the water. Uh-huh. And then you can, and then like they, they check out these spots where like there's wild pigs they're they're kind of a nuisance actually they're kind of like messing up the the agriculture but there's some wild pigs there's some smaller during this is in january so there's some smaller alligators you can look at but the bigger ones are all they're all sleeping right now for the winter yeah yeah so we saw saw some small alligators some snakes um so that was kind of cool and some raccoons there's some like random raccoons in the swamp area so that was cool now, as far as like going to the okay, so the nightlife, yes, we, so we're hitting up all these bars. Uh, we met like one German chick, and uh, my friend was getting like this lesbian feel from her. Like he he, <laughs> hang, he hanged out with her at the bar, and I hanged out with some people from the hostel I was staying at. And uh, but you know, basically, it's a lot of it's like a lot of vetting. It's like more like, hey, how's it going? Where are you from? Oh, and then basically I'm trying to figure out if she has a boyfriend or not, right? Well, first of right. all, I'm curious. I'm curious about what they, who they are. Um, so if, and then I, but then if she's attractive, like that's something I'm trying to figure out, like quickly, you know. So I understand how I approach this conversation, right? So, um, and then I find out, like, yeah, the one girl. There's one girl from uh, Australia. She's pretty cute, and yeah, she has a boyfriend. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Um, so, so a couple dead ends that night. And then, so we go to this one last bar. Like, it's like freaking, it's like, it's already like two, it's almost like it's one thirty, almost 2 AM. And that's, um, uh, that's kind of like garbage. Like Mark Manson, he's like one of these pickup guys. He says, or one of these, uh, self-help guys. And he says, oh, that's kind of like garbage hour. Right. <laughs> it's like yeah, women at that time, either they've all been they're like either really drunk They've been hit on all night already, so they're not in the mood, or they're really desperate, you know? So I'm like, I have no hope for it. And then I see this, like, really attractive, um, you know, uh, uh, girl at the bar, and she's on the phone. And I'm like, hey, are you calling for an Uber or something? I'm like, she's like, oh, no, I'm just waiting for a friend. And she's like, you know, uh, white, uh, Caucasian. And I start chatting. She's from Pittsburgh, and... um really cool uh she like she she seemed like um easy to talk to she she was curious about my travels and her friend comes and she's like okay gotta go her friend's like this kind of like shorter cute caucasian uh i find out later she's like italian american and um her friend and uh and uh they they walk off and then my other friend uh, who i'm with let's call him sam um sam and i are like I tell Sam, hey, uh, that girl is really attractive. He's like, oh, really? Uh, yeah. Do you want to go like, uh, but they all walked away. I'm like, he's like, well, maybe we can go hang, hang out with them. Like, I'm like, so what, you want to follow them? I'm like, isn't that kind (laughs) of creepy? 
He's like, nah, I mean, just we're looking for a bar too. Maybe they're going to a bar. We're going, we're looking for a bar. I'm like, and then when he said that, I was like, for my, you know, like my moral code, I'm thinking, okay, maybe, uh, okay, maybe, maybe he's right. So it's kind of like cognitive dissonance. Like, yeah, let's do this creepy thing. Maybe, maybe <laughs> it's, 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 it's okay. Cause we're looking for a bar too. So we follow, we, <laughs> we, we go in their direction is, 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 so we go in their direction. Right. And, um, we go in their direction and then, uh, they like, they turn, I'm like, this is this is kind of creepy, man. He's like, nah, don't worry about it. They turn a corner, so we turn a corner. Uh, 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 we turn a corner before they the a block before they turn a corner, so maybe to catch up with them on the other end of the block, and um, and we lose them. They disappear. We're like, ah, oh, fuck, whatever. Uh, he's like, whatever, that was fun. We're, let's go get let's go find another bar, and then we're walking around, and guess what? Like, we see them. They're like taking a picture of like some architecture, right? Right. And I'm like, oh shit, that's them. Uh, what do we do? Like, um, I'm think. Um, he's like, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm like, okay, we're looking for a car. He's like, okay, <laughs> where where's your car? I'm like, uh, maybe maybe like es- Esplanade. Maybe ask him if they know where Esplanade is, right? So <clears throat> it'd be weird if I approached them, right? Cause like yeah. I already yeah, cause I already talked to the uh, t- the taller girl, um, and um, let's call her uh, the taller girl. Let's call her B, and then the, the shorter girl will call her C. Um, so uh, yeah, Beatrice and and Clara. Let's say that. So Beatrice. So um, and uh, so my my friend Sam goes up to them, uh, which is not his real name, but um, he goes up to them and like, hey, do you guys know? you know where the street is? And, and then I'm like hanging back looking on my, I'm pretending to look on my phone, like Google maps or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, she's like, Oh, I don't know. And they, so you know, what's really interesting. I I don't know if you had this when you were hitting on women in, um, in SoCal in in Silicon Valley, but like you can kind of gauge interest in like, I'd say like in five seconds, like 10 seconds. They're like really like right away. Uh, Clara, the shorter girl, the Italian-American girl, was like very helpful. Like, oh, I don't know. Maybe it's over here. Maybe it's over here. I mean, maybe she had a few drinks, but whatever. And then I walk after he broke, after like I got the sense of that they were comfortable. I walk up to them and I say, hey, Sam, do you know where the car might be? Do you know? Did you figure it out? And then I look at uh, Beatrice, the taller girl. And um, I'm like, and we like look eyes at each other. And she's like, huh. And then my friend's like, Oh, do you guys know each other? <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, aren't you uh from the?" And she has, okay, she's a smart girl, right? She's in like mid twenties, whatever. She's like, she's not a kid. She, she kind of has this wry smile, like, "Huh, okay, something's a little off, but it's okay." Kind of look, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, yeah, we're looking for a car. It's like, okay, well, we're walking this direction. Maybe, I don't know, maybe we'll come across it or something. And so we walk together. And uh, we're walking together, and I start talking to her some more. And I figure out Beatrice, she's like, uh, she's in grad school, doing something about um, 
like city planning so she's like she's socially conscious uh she like planning to help you know make better cities and uh i tell her i do uh i tell her i do uh screenwriting and, and filmmaking and she's like oh my boyfriend is a videographer i'm like fuck fucking shit <laughs> this is bullshit and so and then and we find this bar and she's like oh hey this this street is esplanade I'm like, oh, okay. I'm kind of disheartened by this time, but yeah. Um, and my, but guess what? My friend Sam and Clara, they're like totally like hitting it off, you know. Uh huh. And I'm like, okay, damn. And and we have beers in our hand. Oh, I forgot to say, we we have beers in our hand. We're just we're drinking, and then so we hang out from this bar. And we're chatting it up, and then and then Clara, she's like, hey, we should go in that bar. It's like a karaoke bar. I'm like, okay. And I'm like, uh, okay. And my friend Sam is like, yeah, let's do it. So that we go in and and then I pull my friend Sam aside and say, Hey dude, my, the girl I'm interested in, she's, she's got a boyfriend. He's like, he looks at me like kind of serious and like, sorry, man, but let's just have fun. And uh, that's what we did. We just had fun. We just hanged out. I sang like a song on karaoke and it was cool. And like, we got to know them a little bit more. And like, dude, like, she's uh, she's pretty cool. Like, we start talking about politics. She's a big, uh, you know, Hillary supporter or whatever. And uh, she's also like, she's into movies. And nah, she'd be a cool girl to like, I don't know, maybe date or something. But, you know, she's got... Boyfriend and whatever. So at the okay, end of the night, they they're they're gonna take an Uber home or whatever. I'm like, hey, I have a car, right? So I say, hey, why don't we go to the walk to the car? So we're walking through freaking foggy. It's like four, like almost four a.m. three 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 thirty a.m. We're walking through foggy New Orleans, which is kind of I think it has one of the highest murder murder rates in this in 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 the U.S. But we felt I don't know for for some reason we felt pretty safe I don't know what maybe just that area but but I was still kind of you know keeping watch but we're walking through foggy New Orleans and it's pretty cool and we're walking to my car and we're walking like the total opposite direction of where we initially said our car was and <laughs> guess what these girls don't give a f- they don't care it's like because they know where we have good intentions we're not trying to like do anything that yeah. you know to them that it, you know whatever. At the end of the night, I drop them off, and uh, my friend is working on on Claire. Get, gets her no, and, and she's like, he's like, hey, why don't we? Uh, maybe we should get um some information. And, and I, I I just totally bust his balls. I walk up to her and said, he's trying to get your number, you know. <laughs> and then and then I he and they start laughing. They start chatting it up. And I go I go to Beatrice, and I'm like, hey, it was really fun. We hug, and then my friend and that other girl are still lingering and I just chat to her again. And then, um, she's like, yeah, it was really cool. I, I really had fun. Oh, when I sang a song at karaoke, like, I don't know. She was kind of looking at me. Right. Yeah. And when I brought up the, so what I did, I, I did kind of like a, a during at the karaoke bar, I brought up the boyfriend thing to her friend. Just try to get some, it's a kind of sneaky. I try to get some more information and guess what? Her friend Clara is like, her. She's got a boyfriend. I'm like, what? <laughs> you're you're like best friends. You guys don't know each other. And these girls are really cool. Like one's like they're they're kind of like polar opposites of each other, right? 
Like right. Claire is like totally like much more outgoing, and then Beatrice is more like reserved and quiet. Like not quiet, but like you know more like the traditional type, I guess. Or like yeah. yeah. And uh, she's like, yeah, you don't know about like you know so and so. She's like, what? And then my friend picked up on this immediately. He's like, wait, how come she doesn't know about this boyfriend? Like, he, and and she says, oh, you know these these artist types. They're like they they keep things vague. I'm like, wait. I'm thinking in my mind. Do wait. Do I have a chance? Right. Yeah. And and I. I just straight up ask like, so wait, are you guys like open relationship or exclusive or what's going on? And he's like, no, 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 definitely exclusive. And I'm like, oh, and then sad again, but whatever. <laughs> so, okay. Fast forward. And then I dropped them off. Uh, we hug a second time and I kiss her on the cheek. Kind of bold, you know, yeah. because before this, um, while we were walking, I gave her my jacket too. And she totally took it, you know, mm-hmm. So I'm like, that's kind of, you know, yeah, yeah. But I'm just, be, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just being like a freaking one of those loser nice guys, you know? I kiss her on the cheek and she kind of, okay. You remember I told you about that, that Chinese chick in Pasadena or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I kiss her and she did like a similar thing. Like, eh, kind of like, okay, thanks, James. To- <laughs> oh, whatever. Anyways, that was a fun night. And again, like my friend, uh, my friend Sam was saying, um, um, you you actually know Sam, but I'm I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask him if it's okay to use his real name in this podcast later. Oh, well, in the next episode, maybe I'll reveal who who I'm really talking about. But right. you you know who this guy is. And uh, and um, anyways, uh, what was I gonna say? Anyways, it, it was he, what he said was right. It's just have fun and like, even though she, it's uh, she's not available, or even though, you know, we I didn't hook up with anyone on that trip. It's fine. It's okay. I mean, it would it would have been cool, but like, it's not. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. Um. Yeah, I, there's some other topics I want to talk about tonight, but I think it's it's getting yeah. I think we've we're past the hour now. Um, yeah, but uh, let me see. Anything you want to talk about? Yeah, sorry, I just kind of took over. I just I had this a lot a collection of life experiences recently. I just wanted to share, but like any anything on your end that you wanted to share or? No, I mean we can. I mean there are many more times that we can share a lot of other things. But I was interested in listening and hearing about your trip through the south yeah and like i mean so we didn't i didn't come across overt racism um the only thing like and my friend and sam and i we went to this smaller louisiana convenience store to get some water because we're looking for like we're trying to look for a way to look at the gulf of mexico but it's it's actually it's it's that's further south of where we were at so Anyways, we're trying to look for a place to look at the water, and we couldn't find it. So, we went to this small convenience store, and it's called the it's called like the Yellow Store, and okay. uh, yeah, and the and the lady there was friendly. I I didn't pick up on anything, but then my friend told me later, it's like, yeah, I don't know, I got kind of uncomfortable feeling. I was like, really? She was kind of curt. Okay, so this is what I did. I asked her for like some sites in the area, and she started listing all these. Uh, confederate soldier sites (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
Civil War memorial stuff. And I'm like, oh, okay. And then my friend told me later, and it, it, it wasn't until he told me later that I was like, oh, you know what? Maybe she, yeah. Oh, I, I okay. I got to say one thing. I Okay, I was in a taxi in Austin. Um, and um, I was telling him, this is before I start on my trip. I asked him, hey, I'm going to these spots. And he told me, and I said, uh, at the end, I'm going to be in New Orleans. And he st- he he, get, he kind of freezes. He's like, dude, you got this is a white guy, uh, maybe in his 40s. And he's like, you got to watch out for New Orleans, man. I'm like, oh, why is that? He's like, when you go there, you're going to be like the minority there. And I'm like, uh, okay. It's like, yeah, <laughs> because you go there and like, oh, I got to tell you, like, there's these alleys full of black people. And you just got to watch out because if they try to, because they're, they're there to, to mug you. And and if they mug you, you can't describe them because they're all black and it's dark. <laughs> and I I did not know how to respond. Like, I was like, oh, really? Okay. And uh, he's like, yeah, because like, you know, because when I go there, I'm like the minority, right? Like you and I, we're like the minority there. And I just, I couldn't understand what he meant by minority until I, it wasn't until after I left the taxi. I was like, he thinks I'm white or he's, he's lumping me with white people. He, I'm obviously not white. He knows that because, right. (laughs) But like, it's an interesting racial dynamic. I learned this in ethnic studies. It wasn't until I saw like a real life example, but, um, what some people do, people, um, um, people who are maybe unconsciously racist uh, that are white, they lump, they pit uh, other races against each other, maybe unconsciously. You know, there's a saying, oh, you, you're this, you're, you're the, you're, okay, I'm obviously, we're minorities in America, but we're different from blacks in that we're not that kind of minority. I didn't get it, what he was trying to, like, when he was saying those things. And, it wasn't until I thought about it later. It's like, oh, he's falling into that stereotype of like, you know, Asians as kind of more white than blacks, you know? Yeah. Well, I remember seeing a documentary. It was ages ago. There was a group of Filipino Americans living in New Orleans or Louisiana somewhere. And they're, they've been there for generations. And they talk to them. They go, hey, what are you? And they go, oh, I'm white. And they speak with this thick accent. And you could just, it was just like kind of jarring. This lady was like 60 or 70 years old, just playing cards at, at this club. And she's just like, yeah, I'm white. And she's like Filipino. She yeah. looks Filipino, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's tons of Vietnamese in New Orleans, too. Um, there's like a, a New Orleans, there's a Vietnamese section. Um, yeah. Cause, uh, That's interesting. Yeah, because during World War, during uh, Vietnam War, uh, there's a lot of Catholics that lived in New Orleans, and they brought over other Catholic Vietnamese. Um, and there's that makes sense. yeah, and also Vietnamese were well, Vietnam was a French colony, and guess what? New Orleans was has a French quarter, where tons of French speaking people live. Um, right. Yeah. So there's tons of Vietnamese in New Orleans, um, but there it's kind of segregated though. To be honest, like where we were at. It's kind of like touristy area, so I didn't see too many. But then while we were driving, we passed by these Vietnamese restaurants, and we're like, "Oh, that's where our, you know that's where the people are at," <laughs> you know. Yeah. So it's interesting. The South is 
there uh, there is diversity in the South. There's people there, but it's segregated. You know, it's like the sex. It's kind of. It's actually, you know, California is not that much different, to be honest. Like, we have Little Armenia. We have, you know, Thai Town. We have K-Town. Like, right. it's, we're mixed, but we're, it's kind of like a salad. As one, one of my professors told me, it's like a salad. Like, we're separate, but in, it, we're all mixed up, but we're all separate. Uh, we're not like a melting pot where everything, like, congeals together. But it's more like, oh, this is a crouton. This is a piece of lettuce. It's like, we're separated. We're still separated, but, yeah. I don't know. Uh, okay. Anyway, anyways, we should end with a. Uh, I I haven't really thought of a word to think of for our language corner today. Uh, let me think about. Do you have a word right now, or do I have a word? I don't know if I've re- repeated this word. It's it's um in Japanese. There's this word called meiwaku. Did I talk about this one? No, no. I don't. I haven't heard this one. No. Meiwaku is to kind of cause trouble for somebody else. So in Japan, it's an all-for-all society. It's not all-for-one or one-for-one. <laughs> so you have to think about everybody else's. Uh, you don't want to inconvenience anybody else. So you don't want to cause trouble. So this word and this idea called meiwaku. Don't cause trouble? Yeah. Oh, no. But that's we have to cause trouble now, given the current political climate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but see, that's the thing. is like um, the other people are imposing their their ideas and causing you trouble so they're not practicing meiwaku oh interesting okay okay you're trying to get to like a peaceful equilibrium ah soka okay meiwaku meiwaku okay meiwaku yes meiwaku okay yes that's cool i like i like that um that's it yeah um let's see what uh, so I'm gonna do uh, off a similar vein. There's a Taiwanese phrase, Joshi ane, Joshi ane, Joshi ane, and Joshi uh, ane in Mandarin would be Josu Zeyang, right? Josu Zeyang, okay. yeah. It's that's just the way it is. Joshi ane. So like, so sometimes you would hear Joshi uh, Joshi ane um like what i'm trying to think of a personal example like you know why uh the, oh <laughs> my my dad sometimes he'll say some things that are pretty misogynistic right like i'm the man of the house right you know yeah. the man has to, the man has the man has the rule in the house joshi anea that's the way it is right you know <laughs> <laughs> And it's so funny because as he got older, guess what? The my mom has a lot of power in the household. Like she controls, like she's in, you know the money and like it's it's interesting. Like the uh, I think and this is I think this is true for a lot of Asian households. Like the man, the men, they have some sort of like role, like the figurehead role. But a lot of times, I think the women hold the power in the family. I don't know. Do you come across that or? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. So the Joshi Ane, oh, this is the way, to, or like if something bad happened, yeah, Joshi Ane. So, anyways, that's my word. Um, and that's our episode for today. Um, I do want, I, there's some other things I had wrote down, but we'll talk about next episode. And I think, um, have a great, there's a great new year. First episode of, that we've recorded in the new year, new year, I believe, or second episode. New, yeah. 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 So, Happy New Year, everyone! And um, or oh, it's a Happy Lunar New Year. Yeah, new, yes. lunar. Yes, yeah, Lunar New Year. You know. 
cool. Year of the Rooster. The Year of the Rooster. It's gonna be. My mom says, "Uh, I might, I might meet my significant, uh, significant other this year. We'll see." That's a, that'll nice. be for another podcast, but yeah. Okay, <laughs> this is Young signing off. This is Yin signing off. All right, take care. Bye. See you. Hi, this is uh, James. I just want to comment on Language Corner. Uh, my word was a uh, and I was pronouncing it like Jioshiane, but it's actually more of a D sound than a J sound. So it'd be like Jioshiane. I don't have the best accent for it, but that's closer to what it sounds like than the Jioshiane I was saying on the podcast. So Jioshiane, Jioshiane, Jioshiane. And I was talking to a Taiwanese friend about it, and he was saying how the way I used it, like, I'm the man of the house, this is the way it is. It's, you, could, you could do it like that, but it's a little bit on the rare side. It's more of some, a phrase that you use to um, confirm something. This is the way it is. So you would ask somebody, hey, am I doing this right? And you would say, uh, "Diosiane." And then you would show them and say, yeah, this is the way it is. This this is the way you do it. However, in the sense with my father, yeah, you can also use it in that sense as well. Um, Like, hey, why do I have to hang up my clothes this way? He's like, I'm the man. This is the way it is. Um, That's a little bit rare, but, you know, some some people do it like that. Some people say it like that. All right. I just want to clear that up and uh, catch you on the next one. Relationships getting you down Hidden young Racism's making